Well, good morning, everybody, or midday, or wherever you are around the world. Welcome to another hot seat. And today we have a special guest, a guy that I've known for some time. He's an absolute genius when it comes to technology, but not just that. He's just a damn good bloke. Andy Price, the founder and CEO of the Executive Technologists. He's an absolute legend. So, Andy, hey, man, come on into the hot seat, buddy. Welcome. Thank you very much for that welcome. Mate, it's great to have you here, bud. And uh, we've been hanging out for some time and you're a bit of a techno guru. So I thought, well, what what is, what's possessed a person to get in a technology world in this day and age? So I thought it'd be great to have you on here and, and, and tell us your story, mate. So let's start well, off, mate. What, what, what's the family situation? Where, where are you living? What are you doing? Um, How so you started? So we moved from West Australia about uh, 10 years ago, moved into Sydney um, yeah. and uh, yeah, stayed there for a little bit. And just before the world went a little bit crazy with all the pandemic and all that sort of stuff, we um, yeah. decided to to move out a little bit. We've gone up the coast to <coughs> a place called Avoca Beach. Um, so the beach is about 15 minutes walk that way. Um, so it's a great part of the world to be in. Avoca Beach, Central Coast, mate. What a beautiful spot. Beautiful spot. If you live here, you have to learn how to surf. So I've been teaching myself or learning how to surf, um, which is pretty cool for a kid who grew up in the country, WA. Um, <laughs> see any of their surfboard or anything like that as I was growing up. Oh, mate. But, 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 but now, but, but the biggest problem you got now, mate, you realise is when you become when you when you become the guru surfer, yeah, you're the guru of of technology. When you become the guru surfer, you haven't got the big long locks, mate, to be able to, to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> you have to probably grow, grow, grow your beard and do the comb over or something. Yeah, like sort of like flip yeah, it up okay. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Mate, so in the technology, so you're you're an absolute expert within the, within the area of Microsoft and and a lot of different technologies. But what what actually got you started in that sort of field, mate? It's a it's it's something that a lot of people dabble in for the fun. But what about? Well, what I mean, you? the funny thing is, is that um, when I was going through um, in um, university, I was actually studying mining engineering. So I used to literally um, I was learning how to dig holes and blow stuff up. Right. Um, so that's what I was learning how to do. And at the, um, the university campus where I was staying, um, the, the administrator who looked after the accommodation said, oh, look, we're, we're going to be redoing our, um, our computer system to manage all of the accounting and everything for the, uh, for the students. Um, we've got this thing called Access Version 1. Um, the the uh, computer tech over at the uni said he was going to have a look at it, but he just doesn't have time. Um, it was known at that stage that I knew a little bit about computers. So next thing I know, I'm building this thing for the university. Not only did I do for that one, but for all the other accommodation areas around. Um, uh, I think that's the way a lot of people do it. Yeah, you, you have a bit of a play, a bit of a dabble. You, you all of a sudden, because at that stage there was nobody who was the real expert, and right. you just you, you just become the go-to man. So that, yeah. that was it. This was before Windows 95 and all of that sort of stuff. This was um, back in the early 90s. So we just uh, 3.11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When 3.11 came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting, mate. That's what I started playing with computers, mate. But, um, yeah. And, and that must be what it is, mate. Computers keep on making us pull our hair out. <laughs> but uh, look, the biggest thing with, with technology is you have to relearn your own job every six months. 
Yeah. There's so much changing and so much adapting. And you kind of end up in two camps. Either you're the real technical person that's sort of like down the rabbit hole and all we see is your toes and you're just so buried in that space or you just go, la, 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 don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it, and it can get like that. So so when it comes to that, so you, you've gone through this whole blowing stuff up, all right, yep. to, to, to now helping people so they don't blow themselves up with, with bringing, you know, frustration and everything. Um, so, so what are some of, some of the things, when you, when you say about, you know, you, you, help, you help with access and stuff like that, so you're a, you're a Microsoft specialist, but you do a lot of other stuff as well. Um Let's let's just dig into that little space a little bit at the moment. Why why did you go to the Microsoft route first, and 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 what was Good what question. was the, the so I was in that space, uh, and so Microsoft's got a very big footprint here in Australia, right? So just about every large organisation is using some form of their technology. I mean, we're using it on Windows and and Office and all that that sort of stuff's been around for a very long time. So I spent about twenty five years working in corporate Australia. Um, you know, with large government agencies um, or um, large, you know, big four banks, all of that sort of stuff. So it was about building out all of these sorts of uh, systems that were costing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to actually go and build all these platforms out. And then around about five, 10 years ago, this thing called the cloud started to really take off. And Microsoft got into it in a big way with Office 365. And um, what that meant is that all this technology that you used to have to have a team or an army of technologists to go and manage and build for you and really, really deep pockets, you wouldn't get much change out of half a million dollars to set some of this stuff up, um, was now available to um, anyone for about a cup of coffee a week. Uh, And so all of that technology is available. What that did is it really did change... um, who could access this stuff? Previously, it used to be the preview of, of uh, large corporates. Now, any Tom, Dick or Harry can go and get access to all of that sort of content. So I thought, well, I was getting sick of corporate life. Um, I wanted to try to go and make an impact around how we could actually help business owners, smaller business owners, actually leverage this technology that, that was um, only accessible if you were paying someone, a tech genius in that space, you know, $2,500 a day. $2,500 a day to sit there and try to build this stuff out and not really adding value. So I thought, well, how hard can it be if I start my own business um, and uh, make it easier for everyone? Mate, and, and and you have indeed that needs, look, uh, folks, if you're looking for somebody and, you know, hot seat's really about still understanding the why, but, you know, this this area of technology is just something that frustrates the hell out of most people. All right, give them a tingle. You'll you'll drop in a link a little bit later on into this hot seat um, link here on Facebook. So just make sure you uh, click on that, give them a buzz. All right, and he'll be able to sort you out. So there's a little plug for you, mate. But oh, uh, thanks, but, mate. but going going back to it. So family wise, you've got a couple of kids and stuff like. Yeah, I've actually got four kids. I've been married twice. My um, mm. eldest boy is going to be twenty one this Thursday. Um, the other lads um, just got his driver's license, but he's had his pilot's license for about 12 months now. Um, so yeah, okay. no, and the, the other two kids, they're, uh, they're living here with me in um, Sydney. So they've got book week today. So they've uh, dressed up as their favorite characters. I think the little lad who's five, he's okay. Spider-Man and the other one. Oh, oh yeah. Go, go Spidey. <laughs> 
And my daughter, surprisingly, she dressed up as Dobby from Harry Potter with sort of all characters she could choose from. Dobby. Oh, yes, Dobby. Oh, yeah, very herself. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> very, very interesting. And that's cool, mate. And, and yeah, so, so tell us what, what, what is it you do? Like a lot of people you know, game and all that type of stuff, you know, and play the computer games, varying for time out. What do you, what do, you do for your time out? What's, yeah, you got you got a family, but that's not that probably keeps you a bit busy. Well, that does keep me busy. We've got a um a six month old black Labrador as well. He keeps us very busy. Um, so we exactly. take him down to the beach. Um, I used to be really big into cycling, but I you know since COVID and all that and working from home, um, it kind of disrupted that because I used to ride my bike to to work every day, um, and so it was a good opportunity to sort of ride. You know, I get 25, 30 minutes each way on a bike. Uh, it was great. Um, and even when I moved up here to the central coast, you know, once or twice a week, I'd ride into the city. Um, mm. So that's a good two and a bit hours on the bike. And everyone thinks I'm crazy. So. No, 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 not crazy. Um, as you know, yeah, with the done which is what's brought me to Thailand. So, mate, I love my bike. I, I'm just a bit, they're, they're actually about to go on their bike ride again uh, in the next couple of weeks. And I'm, it's it's yeah bit myth that I can't make it this time, but never mind. Yes, yeah. uh, but bike ride, love it. It's just a good chance to get out there, get a bit of exercise in, and yeah, you yeah. see the world from a very different perspective, and and it's also yeah. a great time to think um, because you're disconnected from all the electronics. You know, we're bombarded yeah. by all this stuff every day, and yes. so it's a great way to sort of disconnect. Which is why I've also enjoyed the, enjoying the, the the surfing. I got to get back into that through winter. It's like you know, I, I like the warmer weather. <laughs> I don't like going into the cold water. Um, but, you know, so it's a great way where you, you just completely disconnect from all the other life pressures. So, yeah, it's a great, great yeah. opportunity to do that. Yeah, funny you've mentioned about it's computer it's... games. I used to be really big in that. I just don't get the time anymore. I just don't care. Yeah, and, and, and probably you just, you just so, so long on a keyboard, you're going, oh, that, that, I don't have enough of that for this, for this week. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah absolutely. So, so you, you've actually mentioned there, and, and I think this is let's let's maybe just explore this just for a minute or so. Yeah, we are connected, like we are so connected with with our daily activities. Yeah, we carry phones. We you know, every time we sit down to a computer, where something's pinging at us and notifications are popping up. How how do you manage that side of things? Do you do you, you know what what does it you do to manage all that noise that happens every single day? Um, so one of the things I've done, especially around with social media, right? So social media for most organizations is quite big. Um, yeah, so we automate the um, the the messaging for our um, Facebook pages and all that sort of stuff. But one of the th big things I've tried to do is not look at any of my social media during the day. Right. It, I mean, I'll, I'll probably do so at lunchtime, etc. Um, my my kids and my my wife actually give me a hard time because I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and stuff in the evenings. But that's the only time I give myself to actually look at all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Otherwise, you just get overwhelmed. You know, so I might have 20, 30, 40, 100 odd um, messages waiting there, but I just ignore it because I'm just so focused on what I'm actually trying to deliver for my clients and then look at that stuff in the evenings. Um, so it's the only way to, to cope. Otherwise, you just you, you're just constantly reacting, and it's this thing of um, what what we call context switching. So as you switch from one task to another, 
your brain has to reprocess to go. So I'm doing that task and now I'm now doing this task. And whilst that happens, you've got to offload a bunch of stuff to be able to switch into that task. It's why a lot of us get uh, annoyed when someone, when we're really focused on doing something and you get a phone call coming in because that's forcing you to break your train of concentration. Yes. So, yeah. It's about that yeah. compartmentalizing. Am I good at time management? No, but I'm getting better. Yeah, and, and and this and this is the thing. Yeah, like this this is the area that I talk about a lot with a lot of a lot of the clients that I work with. Like we we cannot, you know, we cannot multitask. It is not in in us. All right. As soon as you decide to do two things at the same time, what you're choosing to do is do two things poorly, Correct. rather than one thing well. You know, and 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 as you said, yeah, it's twenty three minutes. You know, it takes us if we're entrenched in doing something and we swap over, it's a twenty three minute changeover. To as you said, to download and get rid of all that thought, to pick up and actually concentrate on this. And if you get another ping and that takes you off, you you, you can totally ruin your day. It just yep. it's a it's a shocking yeah. space. And one of the things we do is tech support. And tech support is one of those things where you have no idea what your day is going to look like until you get in in the morning and then suddenly you've got all these yeah. messages and stuff of saying, oh, this is broken, this is broken, this is broken. Yeah. Um, you know, and the biggest thing that I've been trying to do is trying to offload that to someone else so that they can focus on that. Um, and then I can work on the other aspects, you know, sales and marketing and all the other things that, you know, going into business, I thought, hey, I'm a really smart tech guy is running a business stuff isn't hard um but it turns out that the running the business is 80 percent of what you do that's exactly that's right yeah yep yep but yeah you got you got a couple of, couple of nice books here that we'll give a bit of a plug for the e-myth by gerber and and also uh good to great by jimmy collins both of those books you know will will go go through that um you know that entrepreneurial myth yeah, that Gerber talks about is we we become the technician, literally are the technician of our business. And yep. unless we can break that cycle and be the business leader, the business is doomed to to be a noose around your neck forever. And um, um, and that's a that's an interesting thing that we've found, um, especially when I started with the business. My biggest challenge was learning how to speak business owner. Right. Yeah. Speak to business owners because I was so wrapped up in the whole corporate world and the corporate lingo. Um, and so going through a number of years trying to learn all that and get an understanding of that, what I realized is that, you know, you're going back to those two types of people, the ones who are very technical and the ones who aren't, um, what we've found is that you need to find somewhere in the, in the middle ground. You need to have yeah. some insight in terms of what's going on with your business, um, especially come from a technology perspective. Um, because if you just abdicate all of that and say someone else builds it, well, guess what? That other person now owns your business IP. You yes. don't know how your business is running. You don't know how exactly. the fossil factory is working and you're not making the decisions anymore. Someone else is. So you don't need to become an expert, but you at least have an appreciation for that. That's that's exactly right, mate. But so any final we, tips for our for our people around that? Like what when you're abdicating or whatever, but any any tips you can give us before we, uh, before we finish off today? Yeah, number one, there's no such thing as a dumb question, right? um so always ask questions around that make sure you really understand the other thing is to be really wary of the hype right so you've got to be yeah. really wary of the hype of someone saying oh this is a really cool tool this is a really cool app um this is a really great thing or then you go and have a look at the the products and features and i'll give you three choices and you're going oh what do i need and you get paralyzed by that so you know nine times out of ten if you're given three choices you pick the middle one 
Um, yeah. And guess what? The the uh, the vendors out there know this, um, and they'll also try to convince you that you're going to need a bunch of things that you don't really need. So the the simple thing is that you just need to really think about what is the outcome I'm trying to deliver. What is yeah. the thing What's that the I outcome? want to achieve, and how do I? And then work backwards from there. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. And don't overthink it. Yep. Just make the decision. And and yeah, what, what I've found is is get a guru. You know, get a guru not that has not got a yeah, uh, uh what you call a connection. So you know, get on the blower to Andy and say, Andy, hey, I'm trying to get this product. All right. Can you give me a couple of tips? Yeah. It's worthwhile paying Andy a bit of a consulting fee to make sure you get the right technology when he hasn't got any skin in that game. You know, and so it can help you out to maintain whatever you need to do. But you know, there's all so many. There is so much. I was actually reading an article during during the COVID period, that two years, there was over a million apps being yeah, launched, new apps, a million new apps in the two years of COVID. I'm going, like, that is just insane. I've actually heard someone saying, Oh, if I get this new app, it will solve all my problems. Every new app you bring into your business creates 10 more problems. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good thing to have. And this is why we focus in the 365 space. A lot of people don't realize what's capable in that space. Um, yep. You know, so you don't need to go and get more apps. You just need to learn to use the ones you're already paying for. And yep. the same thing happens Absolutely. in the Google space as well. There's a lot of apps and yep. lots of capability there. You just have to do the same. That's exactly right. Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on Hot Seat, buddy. Um, and I'm uh, looking forward to uh, many, many times to uh, to get together and network. And um, and pretty soon we're going to be having some uh, Unleash Con stuff happening. And uh, I'm going to invite you along to, to tell us and get dig, dig deeper into what you do rather than why you do it. So thanks very much, then, Andy. You take care of yourself, bud. My pleasure, Kel. And thanks, everyone. Take care, bud. Okay. So that was Andy Prosser, the uh, founder and CEO of the Executive Technologist, an absolute legend of a guy, and uh, really does know his stuff very, very well. So that's another hot seat for this week. We look forward to seeing you again next week. So until then, have a good one, guys.